Welcome to the Robert Half Legal Report, where we discuss current issues impacting the legal profession related to hiring and careers, e-discovery, project management, and more with leading experts in the field. The Robert Half Legal Report is here on the Legal Talk Network. Welcome to the Robert Half Legal Report. We're glad you could listen today. I'm your host, Chad Volkert, Executive Director for Robert Half Legal, and I also serve as the Co-Managing Director of Robert Half Legal eDiscovery Services. I'm pleased to introduce today's guest, Joel Westhoff, a Director with Robert Half Legal eDiscovery Services. He's an expert in the industry. Joel, could you share a little bit about your background with our listeners? Absolutely, Chad. It's a pleasure for me to be here today. Uh, as, as you mentioned, I'm a Director for our practice, and I focus on eDiscovery and records management. I've been involved in this particular field for about 15 years, working as both a former practicing attorney and working as a consultant in high-stakes litigation government investigations. I've been involved in both national and global collections efforts and advised general counsel litigators on strategic and legal discovery efforts in a variety of substantive legal matters. Great, Joe. Well, again, welcome to the show today. Our topic today is proactive e-discovery management. E-discovery is a complex and resource-intensive issue that is top of mind for many of us in the legal profession. It's also one of the fastest-growing markets within the legal field. In a recent survey by our company, nearly one-quarter of the attorneys we interviewed said they had increased spending on e-discovery services within 2011, and nearly one-third reported that their law firms or corporate legal departments will increase spending on e-discovery in the next two years. Given these findings, It's not surprising that we're seeing more organizations taking steps to define and establish a more strategic approach to e-discovery to assist them in lowering costs, reduce response time, and improve risk management. They are striving to be less reactive about the process, realizing that it's not a matter of when an e-discovery request comes in, but how often. In fact, attorneys recently surveyed by Robert Half Legal e-discovery services reported that their law firm or company had received an average of 16 external requests for electronically stored information in the past three years. So with both e-discovery demands and costs on the rise, we're here today to discuss what law firms and companies can do to develop a more proactive, efficient, and cost-effective approach to managing the overall e-discovery process. So let's begin, Joel. And maybe we could discuss some of the factors that you're seeing that are leading to higher spending on e-discovery for many organizations. Uh, Of course I can, Chad. You know, one of the factors is simply the cost associated with managing the ever-growing amount of electronically stored information, or ESI as it's now known. Uh, Rapidly evolving technology also has made the job of preserving and reviewing data even more intricate and time-consuming. the other thing would be, uh, you know, many attorneys are struggling with how to respond effectively to requests for information that resides on social media sites and in the cloud, such as Facebook and and uh, Amazon. And are you seeing, Joel, these requests coming from both law firms and corporate in-house counsel? Is, is it a combination of both? Uh, where is most of the demand coming from in that area? It's certainly coming from both. I mean, corporations are attempting to get their arms around these issues from a a practical technical perspective, but lurking in the back of their mind, obviously, is the is the, the the legal impact of storing this information and trying to figure out how to get it 
uh, once a litigation hits. But certainly the law firms are coming to us to say, okay, uh, you know, we've got this uh, case and we know that there's uh, media stored in the cloud and, and emails and, and IMs and that kind of thing. And we just, we, we're just not sure how to approach it and we need to be responsive, but we, we need to make sure that we're managing the cost appropriately. That's interesting. As I heard one GC say the other day, uh, there isn't a day that goes by that there isn't more electronic data being generated, uh, and that's being requested within the discovery process on many of these matters. Exactly. And I guess because of that, it's easy to understand, Joel, the inefficiency in assessing the information, accessing the information, as well as the cost of overall e-discovery. The effectiveness of legal teams can be undermined as well, I would imagine, within that process. Uh, Our survey results show that one in 10 attorneys said issues or problems with collecting or reviewing electronically stored information had negatively affected a case's ruling for their law firm or corporate legal department. And, And I guess I would ask, Joel, what you're seeing some organizations Doing to become more efficient with managing data for e-discovery. Right. And, you know, this is top of mind for both the, the corporation and the outside counsel. Uh, you know, many law firms have or are working to put in place a formal plan to respond to requests for both electronically and, and traditionally stored information, such as paper. Uh, there's obviously legacy data as well, such as backup tapes that they need to struggle with. Uh, the legal teams are, are working more closely with their IT teams to make sure that electronically stored information, particularly on the social media and cloud computing platforms that we discussed earlier, is accurate, and the collection of that will be defensible if challenged in court or by opposing party. Uh, and, you know, uh, many law departments have not really started doing any of these things. And you might ask, you know, what's the key reasons for that delay? I think we all need to, to, to figure that out. Uh, one of those reasons would be developing a formalized e-discovery process can be a very complex undertaking and particularly challenging when in-house resources are already stretched things doing their day-to-day jobs. So I would imagine, Joel, that a lot of your day with a client uh, who's looking at an e-discovery issue is spent talking about building a process that's repeatable, that's defensible. Is that something that that is being looked at more aggressively by many corporations nowadays? Yeah, absolutely. And the reason they're doing that is, is from, a, uh, from a couple of different perspectives. Obviously, from a cost perspective, the more repeatable it is, the, the more likely that the cost will be reduced in future litigation. And from a defensibility standpoint, they're certainly concerned that they don't get caught in those traps that, that, you know, where you've got all these sanctions taking place. They don't want to be on the front page of the Wall Street Journal, the New York Times, uh, where their, their collection process was deficient, their procedures were, were deficient, and their methodologies were under attack. And so what we do is we want to make sure that we highlight the, the areas in which they can make those improvements. And so to that end, engaging outside resources, third-party specialists for both the law firm and the corporate legal department, uh, I would imagine can certainly help. It certainly can. In fact, we're seeing more organizations choosing to work with an e-discovery partner an expert resource, for instance, that can understand the people, the process, the technology, and specifically the controls of an organization to make sure that they either meet current e-discovery needs or develop a response program to rely on in the future. Uh, you know, for cases involving complex databases, social media, and cloud computing, e-discovery experts can navigate what we might call the Web 2.0 world effectively, and with speed, can be particularly valuable resources. Great information, Joel. It's time for a short break. When we return, we will talk more about 
proactive e-discovery practices with Joe Westoff. To find, hire, and retain the best legal professionals, it's critical to have a sound hiring strategy in place. Robert Half Legal works with law firms and corporate legal departments to create effective staffing plans that can adapt to changing workload levels, realize significant cost savings, and improve the overall management of human resources. We offer a wide range of resources to assist hiring managers and job candidates, including our annual salary guide, industry-leading workplace research, and valuable interactive tools. For more information, call us at 800-870-8367 or visit roberthalflegal.com. Welcome back to the Robert Half Legal Report on the Legal Talk Network. I'm your host, Chad Volker, and I'm joined by e-discovery expert, Joel Westoff. Joel, what are some of the things organizations can do now that will help them to respond quickly to future e-discovery requests, especially in the face of the ever-changing technology? Uh, you know, without a doubt, we are going to see more discovery of voicemail, email, text messaging, and social media applications. You know, of course, the complication here is that much of this information is going to be housed outside of the company by third-party vendors. So it's very important to answer your questions for organizations to get a handle now of where the information is and how quickly it can be accessed. And a couple of the questions that might be useful for those listening are the following. Um, you know, is the email that they use in, in turn to the corporation hosted by an outside provider? Does that provider retain copies of email messages? If so, for how long? That's just a sample. I mean, there's any number of different questions that we might want to ask our corporate clients with respect to their their uh, outsourced processes and their outsourced vendors and how those outsourced vendors are, are managing their data. As for the cloud, organizations really need to take care to define things up front with their vendors, such as access protocols. In other words, how can organizations access the information that truly is theirs, uh, service-level agreements for how quickly that information can be produced and accessed, and then documentation for chain of custody. And Joel, term, it, yes, yeah, sure, I, I would just jump in there. I mean, you've talked a lot about the cloud and as part of that, we we live in this world of social media, and you've touched on it, but could you go into a little bit more in-depth discussion on issues in and around social media? Yeah, absolutely. You know, one of the, the, the things that companies should be doing is updating their, their doc retention policy to include social media activity. Many organizations focus on email and, and Word documents and Excel documents, and those types of what we might call traditional uh, document format. What they need to start to do, and I think what maybe some of the corporations have, little, have been a little bit slow to do, is focus on those things in the social media world. Um, so that, that's one priority. Uh, referring to existing procedures for storage and retention of email uh, is a good uh, starting point. Uh, we're also seeing more organizations engaging third-party resources to capture and store their social media activity. Uh, you know, again, Chad, it's important to know how quickly this information can be accessed in the event of need discovery request. Um, keeping in mind, of course, that many of these vendors are startups, so you need to make sure that you do your research, you do your homework before trusting them with your, your you know, very valuable corporate information. That's great. Well, obviously, due diligence is needed within this environment uh, to ensure, to your point, that whoever you're turning your data over, whoever's accessing your data is, is somebody that you can trust. Um, all great points. I'd ask you, Joel, any additional closing thoughts you'd like uh, our listeners to keep in mind? 
You know, uh, you know probably a couple here, Chad. I, I would say that organizations would, would be well served to develop guidelines for e-discovery that are predictable, reasonable, and defensible, but also flexible. Uh, the e-discovery landscape, just like technology, is always changing, so you need to make sure your policies and your procedures and your methodologies are designed to reflect that dynamic nature of, of technology and the law. Um, if your organization is not taking a proactive approach to the process, you are at risk for not being able to meet a critical e-discovery request, which could happen at any time. Obviously, it's very difficult to predict when you may face litigation. That's why the importance is making sure that you're ready. Uh, you can also expect the process to be much more time-consuming and costly than it needs to be. Uh, I guess the final thing I would mention is that you need to keep in mind that there are expert resources that you can partner with to help your organization meet its specific e-discovery goals, uh, including creating a formal response plan. Well, that brings us to the conclusion of this edition of the Robert Half Legal Report. Remember, you can subscribe to all of the editions of this podcast at LegalTalkNetwork.com or on iTunes. A special thanks to Joel Westhoff for being with us today. Joel, if listeners want to learn more about what we have discussed, what is the best contact information for you? Sure, Chad. Well, my, my email is joel.westhoff, that's W-U-E-S-T-H-O-F-F at rhi.com. You can reach me uh, on my phone at 718-663-9852. We also have information on our website, and there, of course, there are industry groups such as the Sedona Conference, uh, ACEDS, and EDRM that have information, uh, timely information and updates on the law, standards, and best practices. Great. Well, thank you, Joel. And if you would like more information on Robert Half Legal eDiscovery Services, please visit www.roberthalflegal.com backslash eDiscovery Services. We will see you next time on the Robert Half Legal Report. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Thanks for joining us. Robert Half Legal connects the most highly skilled candidates with the best positions in the legal profession. Join us again for the next edition of the Robert Half Legal Report here on the Legal Talk Network.